Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you and be with you. May the Lord put His hands upon your life, anoint you, and use you to preach the gospel, to testify about His goodness. Today, I would like to teach you how to give your personal testimony. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much for giving us the truth in the Bible, for showing your goodness to us, and we have tested and seen. The goodness of the Lord, Lord, we want to be your witness in this world. We want to tell people how good, how gracious, how loving, and how wonderful you are, Lord. Therefore, Lord, train us and teach us to be your disciple, to share with people the good news and the personal testimony, Father. Anoint us, Lord. May your Holy Spirit. Comes upon us every time we talk about you, Lord, and may you use us, Lord, to bring many souls into the kingdom of God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you very much for coming into this lesson. This is lesson number twenty-second in the series called "Building Firm Foundations." I invite you to listen to the first twenty. First lesson in this teaching series. The purpose of this teaching series is to build a very good, firm foundation for your Christian walk, so that you will be strong. You will be like a house being built on a rock, and your life will not be falling down when the storm comes, when the wind blows, when the flood comes against you. You shall be very strong disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this lesson, I would like to share with you how to share your personal testimony. In the book of Matthew, chapter ten, verses thirty-two to thirty-three, the Lord Jesus said, "Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him." Before my Father in heaven, but whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. It's so important that we receive Jesus and acknowledge Jesus, or declare that Jesus is our Lord and Savior before other people. We not be a shame of the gospel. We should not be ashamed of the name of Jesus in our life. When I go to the hospital and I meet my patient, I'm willing to pray for them in the name of Jesus before the eyes of the nurses and the anesthesiologists. I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus. Actually, today, during I perform the surgery, I share about my Christian life. About how I walk with Jesus in front of everybody, 
the scrub nurse, the uh, rotating nurse in the operating room, and the anesthesiologist and the assistant. I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus. After we come to know Him, we really appreciate salvation that we receive through Jesus Christ. We know that we are born again, and we have the name in the book of life of the Lamb. We know that God is our Father. He will take care of us, provide for us, protect us, and teach us, and train us, and take care of us. And one day we will be in heaven for eternity. We will do well for eternity. In our mansion or our home in heaven, we know that we will live for eternity with the Lord. And while we are on earth here, we experience, we taste, and see the goodness of the Lord. Therefore, we want to see our loved ones, our friends, and even stranger to come to heaven with us. To really come to know our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, we want them to really experience the goodness of God, just like we have received from Him. To acknowledge Jesus before men means to witness to others about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture that I just shared with you showed to you and me. The importance of witnessing to others, as believers, we should not be ashamed of the gospel. We should share our personal testimony, which is the way to demonstrate that we accept Jesus before men, and we are not ashamed of His name. We do not accept Jesus before men; He will not accept us before the Father. In the time of the early church. Christians were persecuted in various ways. They were put in coliseums. They were killed by lions. They were crucified. They were put in jail. Some were put to death because they refused to deny Jesus Christ. Christians in the early church continued to witness for Christ, even though sharing about Jesus was illegal in the Roman Empire in that generation. This was because at that time the Roman government considered Christianity something wrong or a false religion. Not only the government, but even the Jewish people in that generation, many of them were against the Lord Jesus Christ. It was very difficult for the early church Christian to witness for Jesus because they knew there was a price to pay. Nevertheless, they were willing to sacrifice their life in order to spread the good news. Today. We may be told by our friend, our family members, not to share the good news, or we may be told not to share the good news in the public school or in our classroom. Yet, often we do not speak up for the Lord for fear of being mocked, embarrassed, and rejected from our society. If we are ashamed of sharing that we have accepted and we have believed in Jesus. He will also be ashamed to accept us as his disciples before the Father in heaven. We should be filled with the Holy Spirit, be bold to share the personal testimony, 
and also the good news in front of people by the wisdom and the power and the anointing of God. Another reason why many Christians do not witness is a lack of knowledge and understanding of how to witness. In this lesson and the next lesson, lesson number 23, we will learn how to be ready, be prepared to share our personal testimonies and the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with other people. Jesus gave us the great commandment in the book of Matthew chapter 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. In the book of Mark chapter 16, he said, Go and tell people the good news all over the world. You see, God called us, every one of us who is a believer, to share the gospel. In this lesson, we're going to learn how to share personal testimony. And next lesson, we're going to learn how to share the gospel. Sharing our personal testimony means to share with other people our personal experiences of what God has done for us. It is easy to share this because we are telling others about our own story. No one can argue with us. No one can say, oh, this is a theory. This is a religion. I don't want to hear from you. Actually, people like to hear our personal story. Our personal story is very powerful. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that we overcome the enemy by our testimony. And I believe that all of us, whether you are old believers, new believers, you're young or old, you are members of the church or you are leaders in the church, you are all have your own story to share how you become a Christian. You can share the personal testimony of what happened to you yesterday. But in this lesson, we're going to share how you become a Christian. How did you accept Jesus Christ? Your personal story of how you turn to Jesus, you turn away from sin, and join into the kingdom of God. In order to give a good personal testimony, it is often helpful to write our personal story of how we repented on a piece of paper first. This can help us organize our thoughts and memorize it. There are three components of personal testimony according to what the Bible teaches us. I would like to share about these three parts and then I will read in the scripture the story of the Apostle Paul. And you can see that he did the same thing. He shared three parts in his story how he became a born-again Christian. I would like to encourage all of you, after this lesson, you have a homework, write down your personal testimony on a piece of paper or you can type it in your computer and you can review and you can share with people. Believe me, sharing the personal testimony is very interesting to the eyes and to the ears of many people. You can share again and again and again. 
is very powerful, and people can be touched in their heart by the Holy Spirit to open up to the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first part of sharing testimony is about sharing your life before you became a Christian. We start to share our personal testimony by sharing about our general backgrounds, our life before we met Jesus Christ, our family background, maybe education, religion, and how we grow up or how we live, our ideas, our philosophy, our way of life, our life goals, our behaviors and actions, the problem that we have or the bad lifestyle that we have or sickness or any problem that we have before we met the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not have to tell every detail of our backgrounds, but we should share the parts that are related to how we met Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. That part will influence our decision to repent and to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. We can share that we came to know God because we try to seek the meaning of life, for example. Or we may share about our personal problems that lead us to find answer in Christ, such as drug addiction, gambling, or sickness. I myself, I found Jesus because I live a very, very dry and meaningless life, even though I had a good education. I was a doctor already, MD. I had everything. My father took care of me very well financially. I had high education. I was very good in school. I was number one at the medical school. I received gold medal from the king of Thailand. But I was so depressed. I was so unhappy. I did not have peace. I was looking for the meaning of life. And one day, an American missionary shared the gospel with me. And then I met some believers and they shared with me about Jesus Christ. And I turned to the Lord one day. After that, I was a changed man. I became happy for a peace and joy. And I know why I have been created to be on this earth in this generation. So you share about something that will relate to what Jesus did for you at the beginning of your life. I know some of you might have been a Christian for many years and Jesus has done so many things for you already. Maybe before you become a Christian, you were sick with incurable disease and somebody prayed for you, lay hand on you, you got healed and you met Jesus, you gave your life to Jesus because he healed you. You see, something that you experienced before you met the Lord Jesus Christ. The second part of the personal testimony is about the event of 
our repentance and decision to become a Christian. Where did we hear about Jesus for the first time? How did we hear it? How many times? Maybe you heard about Jesus five times before you gave your life to Him. I remember I heard about the Lord Jesus when I was only about six, seven years old. I went to visit the neighbor, and they were older than me. They were maybe teenagers. I was only seven years old, and they shared with me about the Lord Jesus. Every week, I went there to play, to have friends, but they talked to me about Jesus. I did not understand because I was so young and my daddy was not a Christian. I did not want to disappoint my dad. I did not accept Jesus at that time. Then my family moved away, but Christ still chased after me. He sent people to talk to me about Jesus again and again and again. You share how did you feel about the gospel before you believe? How the gospel touched your heart? Sharing the reason that helped you to make a decision to accept Jesus Christ. Sharing about the time of accepting Jesus Christ. In this part of your personal testimony, you should be clear in your sharing or presentation of why you decided to believe in Jesus Christ. For example, for me, after I graduated from the medical school, somebody shared with me about Jesus. Then I met American missionary who told me about Jesus Christ. And he showed me the movie called Jesus that was produced by Campus Crusade. This happened in Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. And we read the book of Matthew together. When I read about the Lord Jesus Christ, wow, as a medical doctor, as a person who was trained to see the reason for sickness and disease, who find the cause of the disease, who are very logical, I find out that logically Jesus must be God. When I read his story in the book of Matthew, he was not just a regular man like me. And when I watched that movie, Jesus said while he was on the cross, Father, forgive these people who crucify me because they do not know what they are doing. That statement in that movie really touched my heart that he must be God because in my previous faith or religion is all about you have to pay the price of wrong that you did or it's about revenge or it's about like you have to pay your sin. But God is a God of forgiveness. That night, I bow my head and I accepted Jesus Christ. That statement of Jesus touched my heart. You see, you can share how you met Jesus. The incident or the event that you heard the gospel and what made you decide to believe in Jesus. The third part is you share about your life after you become Christians. Sharing 
how God has solved problems in your life that you faced before you become Christian. Maybe your problem is bad habit, maybe addiction, maybe sickness, maybe loneliness, whatever that you were facing before you become a believer. Then Jesus come in one day, and that problem was taken away. Salvation come in. You have encountered the love of God. You receive healing, peace, and joy, and provision and miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ. You can share about new habits or behaviors that have been changed by God, such as stop drinking, stop drinking alcohol or smoking, sharing about various kinds of blessing that. You have received since you became God's children. Your personal testimony or experiences can be so powerful or like a big miracle, or it can be a very simple thing. You don't need to lie. You don't need to make any story, make up story. You don't have to create a new story to make people excited. You just share your personal testimony. From the sincerity of your heart, what God has done for you. Your sharing should be clear that God has changed your life and has given you a new way of how to handle the problem of your life. I will read Acts chapter twenty-six, verses one to twenty-nine. You can see how Paul. Share his personal testimony, and his sharing is composed of three parts that I mention. Let me read it from verse one. Paul was arrested, and he was in front of King Agrippa. Then Agrippa said to Paul, "You may speak in your defense." So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. You notice one thing: when you share the personal testimony, you should not push your way in. You should not demand people to listen to you. You should ask them for permission. You should be kind, gracious, and polite. For example, many years ago, I was working at the children hospital in Seattle, and I was sitting in the office, and the secretary of the department was sitting there. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit told me to share my personal testimony with her. I don't remember her name now. This is like thirty years ago. I asked her, Mrs. So and So, do you mind? That I share how I become a Christian. I was speaking to her politely, ask her for permission, and she said yes. You notice that Paul was very polite. He asked the permission from King Agrippa to share his personal testimony. Verse three: For I know you are an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. Now please listen to me. Patiently, wow! 
The Apostle Paul honored the listener. When you share the personal testimony, you need to honor and respect them. Don't push your way in. Don't be rude. Don't be impolite. Don't be prideful. Be humble, and respect the listener. Verse four: As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. You see that now. Paul start to share about his life, his background before he became a Christian. Now I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the twelve tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day, and they share the same hope I have. Yet, Your Majesty, they accuse me for having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? Now he began to talk about Jesus. He was not ashamed to talk the name of Jesus Christ. I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus, the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. This is the first part of his testimony. He told. King Agrippa, his background. He was a very devout Pharisee. He was well trained in Judaism, and he was a persecutor, or the person who really hated Jesus, and he tried to get rid of Christian. That is his background. He shared about the life before. He became a Christian. Now, verse twelve, he shared how he met Jesus. One day, I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, Your Majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked, and the Lord replied, "I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. You are to tell the world what you have seen and what I will show you in the future." I heard that right now Jesus appeared to many people in the Muslim country. Jesus appeared to Paul, and Jesus can appear to people. In fact, my mom got saved. My mom was seventy-six years old. She never read the Bible. She never heard the gospel. I tried to share with her. She shut her ear. She just she did not want to listen to me. She was against 
my belief in Jesus, and she got saved because Jesus Christ appeared to her in the hospital while she was in the hospital room. Jesus can still appear today. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 17, and I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. This second part, Paul shared how he was born again, how he met Jesus, how he repented and turned to God. You see, first part, second part. Verse 19, And so King Agrippa, I obey that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus and then in Jerusalem and throughout all Judea and also to the Gentiles that all must repent of their sins and turn to God. Wow, he did not compromise the message at all. He talked in front of the king, you must repent of your sin. He did not dilute the gospel. He talked about Jesus. He talked about repentance and proof they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time so I can testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. And in this way, oh, when I read this, I feel so good that the gospel was preached to this king. And in this way, announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly, Festus shouted, Paul, you are insane. You are crazy. Too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth. You can see here, the third part. Before he became a Christian, he was a persecutor of the believers, of the church. How he met Jesus, the second part. The third part, Jesus turned him around to be the preacher of the gospel. God changed him, turned him around 180 degrees. Verse 26, and King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in the corner. King Agrippa, now he would like to encourage King Agrippa to be born again. I want to encourage you, after you share the personal testimony, you should ask and encourage the listener to hear the gospel and to come to church or to read the Bible or to give his or her life to Jesus Christ. That's what Paul was doing in verse 27. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except 
for this change. Oh, praise God! Paul gave his personal testimony, and he encouraged people who heard him to give their life to Jesus Christ. After I gave my life to Jesus, right away, I went to the head nurse of the Department of Neurosurgery and asked for permission to show the movie Jesus to all the patients and the nurses. I was not ashamed at all, and I stood up to tell people in that room, nurses and patients, on the floor. Of neurosurgery in Bangkok, Thailand, about my faith, and some patient raised hand to accept Jesus Christ. That happened only in a few weeks after I turned to Christ. Then I was invited to share my life with a group of medical student. Again, I share how I became a Christian. Every believer should know how to share his or her personal. Testimony: How he gave his or her life to Jesus Christ. I believe this lesson is beneficial to you. My homework to you is that you write down your personal testimony, three parts. Make it concise, not too long, that you can share any time, any moment, at any place to anybody that the Holy Spirit opened the door for you. And your testimony can be a long version, a little bit long, maybe 20 minutes, or can be a very quick version, five minutes, quickly, maybe on the bus, or the bus stop, or on the train, or at your workplace. You can do this any moment because you are well prepared to share the personal testimony. In the next lesson, you're going to learn how to share the good news. I will come back on the next lesson. Lesson. 23. Please come to listen the next one. God bless you. Thank you so much for spending time with me in this lesson. May the Lord anoint you, give you grace, wisdom, the words of wisdom, the words of knowledge, power to lay hand on the sick, power to preach the gospel, bonus, and favor from other people to listen to you. God bless you and protect you. Indeed. In Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.